It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dolphins at their own 35, down 27-17. Tannehill extends the hands. And catches the shotgun snap. Straight back to throw. In trouble. Steps up in the pocket. Flings it deep down the middle of the field. Intercepted by Jesse Bates. And that should be Coffin Nails. Bam, bam, bam. Jesse Bates gets his second interception of his career. And he just played center field, just like in baseball. You get deep. Don't let the deepest receiver get behind you. Tannehill tries to fire it in there. Jeremy Bates undercuts it. It makes a big play on the football. Tremendous effort by Bates. He cut underneath Kenny Stills. Stills touches him down. The Dolphins can stop the clock just two times. The Bengals can run the clock out. Ball game. That is how it sounded. I'm James Erpine. That's Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham, Bengals Radio Network. Welcome in to another edition of a post-game Locked On Bengals podcast. Huge win. I apologize. I'm a little hoarse. I'm a little under the weather. Powering through, though, and what a win it was. We have a lot to discuss on today's podcast. I'll catch up with Jesse Bates, who had a big interception, as you heard there. Plus, Joe Mixon talked with reporters, and so much more coming your way. You're going to hear from Andy Dalton on this podcast, Carlos Dunlap on this podcast. You're going to hear how it sounded on the Bengals radio network. We know how it ended, 27-17, the Cincinnati Bengals victorious. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We're the only daily Bengals podcast out there. You can subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you find your podcast and every podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. And today it was ugly. Today there were times it felt like it was the 2017 Cincinnati Bengals offense. We're going to cover that and so much more. Again, I apologize. I know my voice is a little shaky right now. We're going to power through it, make it happen, and get this Locked On Bengals podcast. Get your week started off right, whether you're listening on a Sunday night or a Monday. Um, Because, wow, this team, this team, this team, this team, this team, last week on the postgame podcast, I said they reminded me of the 2009 Bengals. That team was nicknamed the Cardiac Cats, the way they were coming back and finding ways to win down the stretch. This team has that quality. This team has that quality. We saw it time and time again. It felt like it was over. Please don't look at my Twitter timeline because based on what people were tweeting me, you felt it was over too. At least a lot of you did. And the Bengals kept plugging and plugging and plugging away, and they found a way to get the victory. And I'm just looking at these numbers. And 
Joe Mixon ends up near 100 yards rushing. Andy Dalton completes 66% of his passes, throws for nearly 250 yards, finishes with 248 yards. A.J. Green leads the team in receiving. All recipes, all things that you would expect uh, from a a Bengals win, just from a, a team perspective, they were awful on third down. On offense, they were bad. Two of 11 on third down today, Uh, a 180 from last week. And the good news is the defense stepped up. The defense, I thought, even in the first half, played relatively well. They gave up uh, four of 13 third down conversions. Time back a week ago, the Falcons, well, they converted on 11 of 15 third downs. Improvement, 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 improvement. Um, the, The Dolphins, they got whooped in the penalty battle. They had nine penalties for 85 yards. The Bengals had six, but they only went for 47 yards. So that certainly played a role in this game as well. Um, They tied on first downs. Time of possession was very close. And uh, two turnovers. The the difference, and we've talked about it on Locked on Bengals plenty. If this Bengals team is going to win, they need to win the turnover battle. They lost it last week in Atlanta. Found a way to win anyways on the road, which is very, very rare Today they won it, and they won it at home. They, they forced two turnovers. And, and let's be honest. Let's, let's go there. Let's talk about this because going into the fourth quarter, the Bengals' offense still hadn't gotten a ton going. It is 17-3. At one point, it was 17 to nothing, And it's 17-3. to It feels like they need to put a drive together. And not only do they do that, they do more than that. Andy Dalton on the run flips it up to Joe Mixon. And I, I was shocked that he got rid of this ball. Dalton gets rid of it. It's it's a flutter ball, but it's in the perfect spot. Mixon reacts to it, makes a catch, and uh, kick, ticks it in, takes it in Excuse me for the touchdown. This was a huge play. Here's how it sounded on the Bengals radio network. Second down and 12 at the Dolphins' 18-yard line. Dalton takes a shotgun snap. Three-step drop. Moves up in the pocket. Throws as he is being nice. hit. Caught at the one nice. by Mixon. Woo. And he runs into the end wow. zone. Touchdown, Bengals, as Cincinnati has scored nine straight. Bullock can make it 10 and cut the deficit to a touchdown. Andy Dalton, Harris has him, dead to right. As he's bringing him down, he lost it to Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon separates and makes the play. Charles Harris can't sack him, and Joe Mixon makes it pay off. What a play by Andy Dalton, avoiding the sack of Harris. And Joe Mixon, I think it might have been Alonzo in coverage on him. He burns him. He found the ball. Linebacker didn't. Touchdown. And it was a touchdown. And that was the first time where I think the crowd came alive. That was the first time where it was like, okay, if the defense can get a stop, then maybe this offense can regain form, can look like it did last week, can look like it did all season long. And, well, The defense did more than get a stop. Michael Johnson, big number 90, came down with the biggest play that I've seen from him in many, many years. Huge play. First touchdown of Michael Johnson's career. Here's how it sounded. Tannehill gesturing to two receivers who are out to the left. He's under center. Tannehill takes the snap, fakes a handoff to Gore under pressure. Steps up his pass, batted down, picked off by the Bengals, and Michael Johnson runs it into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals, as a deflected pass 
went into the midst of Michael Johnson and he runs it in for a potential tying touchdown. The ball came out of Tannehill's hand and bounced off of a bangle into Michael Johnson's hand. It was a forward pass. He was trying to bring it in on the old tuck rule and as he was being hit and trying to bring the ball into his body, it comes out of his hand. It's a forward pass to flex off a bangle and to bounces right into Michael Johnson's paws for a potential tying touchdown giving the extra point right here to be good. Woo! How about that? Now it's even Steven in the turnover department, one apiece, and uh, Michael Johnson, the KG veteran, makes the play on a deflection. Not only Michael Johnson, the pass rush is extraordinary. Tanny Hill's getting pressured. He's trying to pump, pump the football. Geno Atkins hits him again, bounces off. I was that Preston Brown. It looked like it bounced off into Michael Johnson's hands. What a play. That's Dan Horde, Dave Lapham, and now... We're tied 17 all after being down 17 nothing. The Bengals find a way to scratch, claw, get back in the game. Not only do they get back in the game, they tie it very quickly. And it's just it, what a crazy turn of events that happened. Randy Bullock kicked the 51 yard field goal with 5.07 to go in the third quarter. Up until that point, the Bengals hadn't scored. Then the first play of the fourth quarter, they score. Then Michael Johnson has the pick six with 11.43 to go in the fourth. So literally, within a nine-minute span of, of game minutes, the Bengals put up 17 points, 10 offensively, 7 defensively, and they tie it up. Now let's get to what the former Moeller Crusader, Moeller alum, Ohio State alum, Sam Hubbard, what he did today. He had a huge sack in the first half, and he followed that up with what was the game winner. The Bengals got a stop on defense. Then Randy Bullock booted in a 20-yard field goal to give the Bengals a 20-17 to lead. And then with 2.37 to go, Sam Hubbard had a 19-yard fumble return for a touchdown to put the dagger in the Dolphins. Here's how it sounded. Two deep safeties for the Bengals, about 13 yards back. Tannehill back to throw, under pressure, moving up. Oh, Head got hit from behind, the ball oh, comes yeah. loose, Hubbard. gets scooped up. Woo. Sam Hubbard runs it into the end zone, but there are two penalty flags near the 10-yard line. That's holding on the Dolphins, Dan. They grabbed, the pressure was coming on the backside of Tannehill. They grabbed. Holding, offense, number 70. The penalty's declined, the result of the play. It's a touchdown. Carlos, Carlos Dunlap with a strip sack. The loose ball scooped up by Sam Hubbard, and he runs it into the end zone for a touchdown that will stand. In. Two defensive touchdowns here in the fourth quarter. What a response. I mean, three interceptions. Well, two interceptions and a fumble recovery in the fourth quarter for the Bengals. This Bengals defense has showed up and showed out. I mean, they only allowed... 17 points, seven of them wasn't even on the defense, so really 10 because the seven was on a punt return for a touchdown. This Bengals defense did exactly what it needed to do today, do today and then some. And there's so much to talk about offensively from not having Giovanni Bernard and Tyler Eifert and John Ross and what that means, etc. But this defense stepped up. I jokingly tweeted that Terrell Austin should be defensive coordinator of the year. Ha ha, funny, funny. But the reality is, is he's gotten torched, and I think a lot of people were criticizing him even after a first half where the Bengals only allowed seven points uh, defensively. 
but people were were kind of freaking out a bit, and his Bengals answered the call. So it's a really good sign there. Bengals win 27-17. They improved a 4-1, and one, and after the Ravens loss, even with the Pittsburgh Steelers win and the, the Browns win over the Ravens, doesn't matter. This Cincinnati Bengals team all alone atop the AFC North in first place, 4-1 and one on the season with Pittsburgh at Paul Brown Stadium next week. We still have a ton to get to on this podcast. I'm James Erpine, and up next, you're going to hear my conversation with Jesse Bates plus Joe Mixon. Talked with reporters after the game. You'll hear that and so much more as we roll on, but first... A word from Vivid Seats, because let's say you want to go to that Steelers game at Paul Brown Stadium next week. Bengals looking for their fifth victory of the season. Huge AFC North matchup. Vivid Seats is the place to do it. You download the Vivid Seats app or check out VividSeats.com. It's an online event ticket marketplace, and they're dedicated to providing you with experience that will last a lifetime from concerts any kind of musical performances, theater, sporting events, NFL games. They help you find seats to any of your favorite events, including sports and, and, and so much more. I Honestly, I think Bengals, this is the time to get them. If you want Bengals Steelers tickets, go to VividSeats.com or download the Vivid Seats app in the App Store or Google Play and use promo code Locked On. You're going to get $20 off any order of 200 bucks or more. 20 bucks off any order of $200 or more with the Vivid Seats app. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKED ON. Why not save a little bit of money and take in Bengals Steelers the right way? You can right now with the Vivid Seats app, and all orders are confirmed and backed, or all confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Again, Vivid Seats app, promo code LOCKED ON. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It's amazing how this Bengals team has responded. Again, they are the 2009 team when their back is against the wall. They just are. They keep plugging away. They keep playing. They don't have meltdowns on the sideline. They keep their poise, and it paid off, and it's paid off now. And I asked Jesse Bates about that and so much more after the game in the Bengals locker room. What happened on that final play where you were uh, able to pull down the interception? Um, I, I remember we were in cover two. Um, you know, just hit my landmark and you know, looking at the quarterback and trying to get a good feel of where he was going. Um, pretty sure it was like third and long, so knew that he was going to take a shot. So um, you know, I just made the play that I'm supposed to make. Obviously, the Bengals, one reason they drafted you was because of your ball skills. Is that mm-hmm. something that just came natural yeah. to you? Um, I mean, I thank my mom for it, for putting me in different sports. Uh, yeah. I think that 
translates to the field and me tracking the baseball is the same thing as me tracking the football. So um, I think that played a big key. And uh, I feel really good about what, what I can do um, and bring to the team. We're talking with Jesse Bates in the Bengals locker room. What is it about this team? And obviously it's your first season in the NFL, but what is it about you guys that even though you're down 17 nothing, right. it doesn't seem like you lost faith? I know it sounds mm-hmm. cliche, but it just seems like there's been a point in every single game so far where you guys could have mailed it in a bit or, or lost confidence and you didn't. I think, um, you know, this is new to me as well. So <laughs> uh, I think that we're, we're finally starting to finish. Uh, I think we're training to finish, like Coach Marvin always says. Um, I feel like at the end of the games, we either we can, you know, there's a point where you can either break down or you can uh, stay poised and, you know, just continue to make plays and control what you can control. But um, and I think that's what we've been doing uh, lately, and that's why we're having success. I think one of the things that people were worried about when you were coming into the league, you, you had uh, talked about it too, is tackling. Mm-hmm. Through the first five weeks, it seems like, for the most part, you've done a really good job tackling. Right. What, what goes into to that? Is it just being aggressive? Um, you know, it's just taking the right angles, you know, being – being calm and, and, you know, just tracking the ball, pretty much the same thing as just being in the middle of the field. Um, I don't think my tackling was terrible in college. Uh, I think some people were a little bit um, overdoing it. But, um, you know, as long as I continue to do what I do and um, you know, just execute what I have to do and not do anything crazy, just do do what I'm actually doing, I'll be just fine. I think the Dolphins converted a third and I think it was 16 mm-hmm. on a dump off right before Michael Johnson yeah. had the, the interception. What went through your mind after they converted that? Obviously, it led to good things, but yeah. at the moment, it was like, uh-uh. I was just, it, it, it's something that we struggled um, throughout the season. <laughs> it's something that we struggled throughout the season. Um, you know, on those third and longs, we always give up first downs because we don't vice tackle and we don't, you know, run to the ball sometimes. Um, you know, we, we, we said in the huddle, we're just fine. Let's do the same thing over again, and um, good things came out. Jesse, I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Congrats on the win. Thank you, man. That's Jesse Bates in the Bengals locker room. He's been impressive. And and I asked him about the one play that stood out where he didn't make the tackle. It led to Michael uh, Michael Johnson's interception, his pick six. So it worked out. Um, but overall, Bates has been as impressive of a rookie as, as you can have. I mean, seriously. Uh, how great has he been so far through the first five weeks of the season? And honestly, how great has Sam Hubbard been? You're talking about a second and a third round pick contributing at a high level, making game deciding plays, making plays with the game on the line, making plays that you expect second, third, fourth year guys to do. The Bengals went young, something I think a lot of people wanted them to do in the past. They did it this year and it is paying off. So many guys that contributed to this win. I mean, Jesse Bates is a guy that's under the radar, right? Carlos Dunlap is a big reason why. They forced those turnovers, and then the guys who picked them up, Michael Johnson, Sam Hubbard, huge reason. Joe Mixon, huge reason, got going in the second half, especially that fourth quarter on offense, had the big touchdown catch, which we talked about. Dave Lapham caught up with Michael Johnson, Sam Hubbard, and Joe Mixon in the Bengals locker room on the Bengals postgame show. In the locker room with uh, three huge contributors to this football game, we're going to catch up with uh, defensive touchdown makers right here. Two touchdowns out of the defensive line. Sam Hubbard occurs in your fifth game as a professional. Michael Johnson, your 10th year as a professional. It's crazy, isn't it? But, yeah, same day, same day. Ten, ten years apart, same day. Talk about yours first, Michael. You, you, you got the first one. I had just came through and I had missed a sack. So I was like, oh, man. Well, we just kept playing hard and my guys were there. And I don't really know what happened. I just I saw the ball and just stuck. So... Thankful I was able to hold on to it. 
and uh, waddle my way into the end zone. <laughs> it, it ricocheted off a Dolphins offensive lineman's helmet, and you made a heck of a play on the ball. Showed some eye-hand uh, coordination, man. A little something-something, just, just trying to do what I can to help. And then you, Sam, you had a play on third down where you're rushing a defensive tackle. You t- retrace your step and steps and catch the running back short of a first down. There's a big hustle play. And then your uh, touchdown was a hustle play as well. Take us through yours. Yeah, mine, uh, really credit to Carlos Dunlap. He was chasing the quarterback down and hit the ball right into my lap. All I had to do was run straight. So it's a defensive line play. So what is it about the def- in the second half the defensive line really turned it up? Your guys' pass rush had Tannehill – Happy feet. I mean, he was struggling. I think it really started with Gino just setting the tone, getting after him early, and then Coach Bernie telling us to relax and have some fun and do what we do, and that's what we did in the second half. Joe Mixon, touchdown catch. Talk about that touchdown catch. Andy Dalton makes a heck of a play on his end, but you do as well. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Coach, you know, he dialed up a play. Um, You know, we had the momentum going, and, you know, we basically called. He dialed it up. We just tried to pop it off, and that's exactly what happened. You almost rushed for 100 yards. You had like 95, I think. A.J. had over 100 yards receiving. You rushed for almost 100 yards. How about that? If you, if you have an offense, if you have a 100-yard rush, a 100-yard receiver, tough to handle, aren't you? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, our offense, uh, we talk about converting on third downs and doing little things and, you know, nice methodical drives all the time and bringing energy. And, you know, that's what we did today. Uh, we was down, but we wasn't out. And, you know, we, we bend it, but we ain't break. We came back, and we made it happen, came out with the W. All right, in the opener at Indianapolis, you come down, you're down two scores, and you win by two. This one, you're down three scores and win by two. What the heck, man? I mean, what is it about this team that just keeps, you know, persevering? Just keep believing, keep trusting uh, what the coaches are telling us and, and believing our technique and playing for each other. So as long as we keep doing that, good things will happen. Sam, what, what is it about uh, this football team? I mean, it, it, it's a never-say-die group. I mean, they never think they're out of a football game. Does that stuff get contagious? Yeah, I think it's contagious. You know, we got a lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys that have played a lot of football here, and all they want to do is win. And uh, they're, they're leading the way, and young guys, we're just feeding off them, and you know, everybody's staying up and playing for each other. And finally, Joe, looks like the knee's okay, right? I mean, no, no issues with the knee the way you played today? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Dr. Mark Galloway, he did a great job uh, repairing it. Uh, the trainers, they did a great job, you know, working with me through the rehab. And, you know, everything was great, man. You know, I just can't do nothing but thank God that I'm even on the field, you know, having another opportunity with my teammates and, you know, making it happen and coming out with the win. You're a stud man with a capital S, Joe Mixon, heck of a football game. Mixon got together, came together, and showed what he could do. He finished with 93 yards rushing. He had 22 yards receiving on three receptions. Obviously, the touchdown came through the air in just yards from scrimmage Mixon. I mean, he had 115 yards from scrimmage, had a 31-yard run, had uh, the catch of 18 yards, which certainly stands out. And I, I just I look at this team, and winning games like that is something we haven't seen over the past two years. Winning games like that, back against the wall, they find a way to win, and who would have thought that Michael Johnson would have that kind of impact? Honestly, the reason I asked Sam Hubbard, and if you listen to this podcast, I talked to Sam Hubbard earlier this week on the pod, and something I asked him was, hey, which defensive lineman's kind of taking you under their wing? Is it Dunlap? Is it Atkins? Is it Michael Johnson? And he said it's Michael Johnson. How fitting that both guys step up and make huge, pivotal plays when it is winning time. These weren't meaningless plays in the first quarter. It was winning time. 
And Michael Johnson made a play. Carlos Dunlap made a play. Sam Hubbard made a play. Those guys were making plays, and that's what you need from that defensive line. That's exactly how they drew it up. Honest, that's That part is exactly how they drew it up. Now, did the rest of this game go exactly how people expected? No. Did I think they were going to be down at one point, 17 to nothing? No. But the defensive line in the fourth quarter getting after the quarterback, that's what we all anticipated, and they did their job today. You're going to hear from Carlos Dunlap coming up, and we still have plenty ahead on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But I got to let you know, man, if you're betting, if you're betting, if you're betting, if you're betting, or if you haven't bet and you want to try it because, let's be honest, we all know who's going to win, check out my bookie. My bookie online, it is where it is at. I, I use it. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. They have a very easy-to-use mobile site. I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. They have in-game betting. They have live betting. They have the most rewarding player perks in the business. And if you're a fantasy footballer, well, you can get the over-under on how many fantasy points players are going to score each game. Join now, and my bookie's going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Again, promo code LOCKEDON25. You play, you win, you get paid with my bookie. Again, my bookie online. That's M Y B O O K I E. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim the bonus. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. One defensive lineman who just, honestly, he's playing about as good as I can imagine right now, and it's Carlos Dunlap. He has made plays and made some more plays and made some more plays, even in Carolina. He was the guy making plays, getting to Cam Newton. Last week against Atlanta, he certainly made plays. He was a huge factor in the fourth quarter today. And Dan Hoard, the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals, caught up with him during the Bengals postgame show. Here's Dan Hoard, Carlos Dunlap, Bengals Radio Network, chatting after the game. Inside the Bengals locker room with Carlos Dunlap after another dramatic fourth quarter come from behind victory. In this game, you had to erase a 17-point hole. What was going through your mind when the team fell behind by 17? Next play, next down, you know, get off the field, keep getting it back to the offense. We focus in on single focus, single focus. Next play, next down. You know, when positive plays on top of positive plays, don't look up and see where you're at. Just keep working. You guys really cranked up the pass rush in the midway through the third quarter and the fourth. Yeah, I mean, the opportunities come more when, you know, when it's a tight ball game and we seize the day. We know we like our we like our pass rushing guys. You know, everybody got after the quarterback. Gino got him two or three times today. Uh, you know, MJ got a pick six. Uh, Sam Hubbard pick six. You know, defense stepped up big. Um, we started off a little slow, and, you know, offense did what they had to do and got that clutch tough uh, touchdown from Joe Mixon, you know, came back to the ball and finished it in the end zone. You had a lot to do with that Sam Hubbard pick six. It was your strip sack of Ryan Tannehill that forced it to describe the play. Uh, just, you know, came around the edge, 
Tannehill tried to roll away from me, and I just, you know, kept straining the finish. Um, I had to get there or else. You've scored a few touchdowns. That's Mike's first. How excited were you for him? That was amazing to see. Uh, you know, MJ's had a lot of adversity, you know, how it started off with the season. Um, and then he got, you know, banged up a little bit a couple weeks ago. And to see him out there and get that touchdown and, you know, that's, that's big for him because, you know, he means a lot to this football team, and to see him get rewarded like that was amazing to see. Again, that's Dan Horde with Carlos Dunlap in the Bengals' locker room, and I agree. It was amazing to see that for Michael Johnson. Amazing. This is – you're talking about a guy, and I know there's been plenty of talk about his future with the Bengals, how he's going to perform, him, whether or not he could still perform at a high level, all that stuff. I get all that. But he's a guy who stays in perfect shape, great shape. He's a guy who does everything he can to help the football team. Heck, when he announced the pick of Sam Hubbard in the third round, and he was the one who announced it, I thought, man, Michael Johnson just announced his replacement in front of everybody. And yet he kept fighting. He's still finding a way uh, to cling to not only this roster, but get snaps and make an impact. And he certainly did today. Good sign there for Michael Johnson. Also, Geno Atkins is the freaking man. Did you see him? It's one, not one today, but two sacks for Geno Sacks. Geno Atkins is getting after it, and not only is he one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league, right now he's playing as good as anyone in the NFL. Here's how his two sacks sounded on the Bengals radio network. On second and nine at the 25, empty backfield, shotgun snap, Tannehill looking to throw. Geno Atkins hammers Tannehill for a sack at the 33-yard line, a loss of eight. I was worried that he might have hit him in the face mask when he took him down. He was, Gino, so, you know, vertically challenged. He's got that low center of gravity. And when he came through Tannehill, I thought, oh, they're not going to call him for hitting him helmet to helmet, are they? My goodness. But they didn't. And now that's a big, big play by Gino Atkins. He's now got five quarterback sacks on the season in five games, leading all interior defensive linemen. Empty backfield, five wides for Tannehill. He catches a shotgun snap. The Bengals send oh, five, and they'll oh, sack Gino. Ryan Tannehill Woo. as Geno Atkins buries him at the 13-yard line for his second sack of the day. Have a, your car washed on Geno Atkins. <laughs> the Bengals have two sacks. Geno now has six on the season. Head out to Mike's car wash tomorrow to receive $6 off Mike's ultimate wash and tell him Geno sent you. Look at Dave Lapham, Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham. Lapham is the man. Because he's able to sneak an ad read in in the middle of a sack like that. A huge play. Sounded natural. What a play it was for Geno Atkins, who now has six, count them, six sacks for the Bengals. Huge, huge day for Geno. And it was honestly, it wasn't a huge day for Andy Dalton. It wasn't a bad day for Andy Dalton. Um, It was one of those days where he had to be patient. This offense had to be patient. And they found a way to get... Enough points, 13, should have been 16, but uh, Randy Bullock had a field goal blocked, so they got to clean that up on special teams. There's plenty to talk about from that aspect. Um, But I just, I thought that this was a, this was good. It's always good to hear from QB1. Here's Andy Dalton with Dave Lapham after the game on the Bengals radio network. First half, second half, night and day. What uh, what was talked about at at halftime and obviously uh, had some red zone difficulties for the first time all year. You didn't score in the red zone. A couple of possessions. That's, they've done it seven times. Well, that's a good defense in the red zone. They've kept people from scoring seven times in the red zone now. Yeah. um, You know, for us, we had opportunities. We just weren't 
making the plays. Obviously, you can't have the turnover the first time we were down there. And uh, we got behind the chains a little bit. But, um, you know, for us, that's why you play to the end. It's a team game. You know, last week, offense had to go down and score at the end to win it. I mean, this week, the defense had the crazy fourth quarter, I don't know, interception, sack fumbles. I don't know what they are, but uh, end up in the end zone. So, um, you know, big win today. Your touchdown pass to Joe Mixon. I mean, that's that's guts right there. Take us through that. I mean, you have a, a first-round draft choice, a young stud out of Missouri, you know, wrapped around you, trying to make a play on you. What, take us through it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know, he, he was free, and I don't think he knew what, exactly what to do. He thought some, probably some kind of gadget play was happening. But, um, you know, I had enough where I was able to get enough on the ball, and Joe made a great catch to, you know, get in the end zone. Joe uh, almost rushed for 100 yards. I think he had like 95. You hit A.J. for over 100 yards. When you have that kind of balance, when you have a runner that's a threat and a receiver like A.J. Green, pretty sweet? Yeah, it was big. And Joe came on huge in the fourth quarter. When we needed a, a, a spark, a big play, he, he, he created that. And so, um, you know, and obviously A.J., we're, we're going to get him the ball. He's going he's gonna to do what he does. So, um, you know, when we needed to make plays, we made them and, uh, you know, ended up with a win. 23 times now you've led your team to a fourth quarter winning score 23 times most for the Cincinnati Bengals you're amongst the most all time you're, you're chasing I think you're about 10 away from being number one or something like that do you think about that kind of stuff no I mean obviously you, you want to win at the end of the games but um, I mean it's hard to take this one the way the defense played at the end but uh, I guess I'll take it take it for sure congratulations man you're having a hell of a year thank you Andy is having a hell of a year so far and honestly today these are the games where you just need Andy to do what he did. He's not going to wow you, he, and he didn't wow you. 20 of 30, 248 yards, a touchdown and an interception, finished with a quarterback rating uh, a tad above 89, 89.3. Didn't wow you, but he didn't have the weapons. It was clear. And anyone that wants to argue John Ross doesn't matter in this offense is out of their damn mind because that had an impact. Obviously, Tyler Eifert not having him out there, that threat down the seam, hurt this offense not having those two guys hurt I think not having Gio hurt too I I think for a while there Joe Mixon was trying to get it trying to get it trying to get it and I talked to him after the game and he said no I wasn't frustrated you just got to be patient and this team it kept its poise that's the thing I think about when I think about the Bengals they keep their poise last week the defense had gotten destroyed and yet it kept its poise and forced Atlanta in two critical situations uh, to, to settle for a field goal. The week before, Andy Dalton in the Bengals' offense could have closed up shop. Instead, they they came back and had the ball inside the 20, if it wasn't for a holding call, to, to go tie the game in Carolina at 28 apiece. Uh, I mean, we could do this each and every week so far through five games for this Bengals team. They are poised, they are 4-1, and one, and they are in first place in the AFC North. For more, check out LockedOnBengals.com. I'll be back at it tomorrow. If you're new to the podcast, please, please, please subscribe. Check out iTunes and leave a five-star review so other Bengals fans can find this podcast. Tell a friend, by the way. Tell a friend, email them, share it. Do whatever you want to get the word out about the Locked on Bengals podcast. We're growing. I'm excited for it. I love that the Bengals are 4-1 and one going into Steelers week. First place, a ton to get into. And uh, just a quick reminder, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, all places you can subscribe to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Back at it tomorrow. Enjoy this win. Until then, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked on Bengals podcast. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.